0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Toolbox. My name is Laquita Monley, and I'd like to take the time to give each of you a very special welcome to the show today. I'm excited that you all have joined us, and it is my desire that you will be blessed with tools that will help you grow as an entrepreneur, as well as tools that you will find valuable for your own personal growth and development. Today's show is sponsored by Covenant Press. We all know the importance of how we represent ourselves, the things we say and the things we do influence the people around us. It's all about the message we are sending, including the things that we wear. Christians can be more aware of the message we bring to others in their clothing with Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to wear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at covenantpress.com. That's www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get half off the purchase of $40 or more using discount code FAVORED at the checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's CovenantPress.com. www.covenant-press.com to get half off your purchase of $40 or more using discount code FAVORED at the checkout. Tell your friends and family about CovenantPress.com so we can all share the message. That's wwwcovenant press.com. Welcome to Laquita's Toolbox, where we deliver relevant content in the form of tools that empower entrepreneurs to elevate personally and professionally. Good is only good until greater is envisioned. You know there's another level in you. Here we discuss the tools to get you there. Lean in as Laquita and her guests present you with strategies and insight for unlocking your full potential to realize your boldest dream. Welcome back to another um, amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. I'd like to thank uh, each of my listeners. Uh, For the new listeners, thank you for checking out the podcast for the returning listeners. I appreciate uh, your support. As you all know, the purpose of Liquidus Toolbox is to be able to provide uh, individuals with tools that will help them grow as entrepreneurs, as well as tools that you can use in your own personal growth and development. And today's guest, I do believe, will be a, a great addition, uh, a resource for you to add to your toolbox. Uh, today, I'll be speaking with uh, Mr. Paul Claxon. and I was I came across Paul's uh, information on linkedin and he has an amazing story paul is a venture partner in ai robotics a serial entrepreneur author and public speaker he's also an awarded business leader 40 under 40 entrepreneur by the san diego business journal and he's previous active duty military his service as a marine uh, he spent over 11 years on the active duty and completed four total tours in iraq from 2003, 04, 07, and 09, giving him um, a, over three years of in country, respectively. I love his motto. Paul, uh, Paul's motto is advancing society forward and improving people's lives. His goal is to accomplish that, pay it forward to the world through his business endeavors. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. How are you today?
1: Doing fantastic.
0: How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Listen, I know a bio can't really tell us everything that we need to know about what it is an individual does. So please, if you would, from in your, in your own words, give us more information about who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah. Um, so I would say that, you know, we're nothing more than the, we're, we're the epitome of what we do every day. Right. So we're the epitome of our actions. So, um, you know, if you you get up in the in the day, and um, you know, you kind of you know seek to move upwards and forwards, as I like to call it, uh, then you know that's that's who you are. You're you're in essence a, a progressive person. That's what I like to call myself. I like, always like to focus on moving kind of upwards and forwards, right? So um, you know, things that I'm go- you know I can kind of uh, consistently pick up on and learn and cultivate and kind of make my own. Um, but I also like to, to try new things. So I'm really a lot of things, but in essence, you know, I'm a progressive individual that's focused on his purpose. Um, and you know, kind of following that through day to day, um, and, you know, ultimately, you know, working hard and, and kind of, you know, just believing in the purpose, believing Mm -hmm. in myself believing in my in my purpose and and ultimately you know keeping those commitments whether you su- su- whether I succeed or fail leads to me developing confidence right confidence in my purpose confidence in my abilities whether I succeed or fail and then you know I just kind of build on that every day so and that's kind of how I've survived <laughs> the last 5 years in
0: entrepreneurship but
1: I don't even know i got here sometimes but uh you know it's a day by day
0: process i I really love what you just said about focusing on your purpose you know uh that that's one of the things that i believe is key to success and no matter what you're doing whether you're um trying to progress in your career or if you're an entrepreneurship I, i i firmly believe that um knowing your purpose understanding your purpose and being willing to walk in that is a major major tool a major key to success so i I really love uh that aspect that you are an individual who who understands that and is striving every day like Mm -hmm. you said whether win win or lose uh succeed or fail your goal is to passionately pursue your purpose i love it and with, with that with your uh, passionately uh, pursuing your purpose you said something else about that the the years in which you've been an entrepreneur um, how has that you understanding your purpose how has that motivated you day to day to just keep going well
1: um you know it's it has to do with uh, looking at things from an analytical standpoint right and instead of looking at things from such a short, uh, such a a narrow perspective, or or, um, what I would call a limited perspective, you know, it's almost kind of like, you know, keep your standards high, and then you'll be able to kind of see things from a bigger perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And um, my thing is, is that, you know, I have to focus on what's, I I say all the time, I have to focus on what's not working. Uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. I spent six years in corporate after leaving the Marine Corps. And while I had success, um, I had a lot of setbacks, you know, mm-hmm. setback after setback. Um, but I did happen to have a lot of success. and But it it, it was not – things were um, – you know, my, my time in corporate, um, the direction that things were headed was certainly – not the direction that I, I have for myself. In other words, it wasn't upwards and forwards, right? It wasn't in a straight line, upwards and forwards. It was more like uh, two steps back, uh, five steps forward, you know, 10 seconds, two steps forward type of thing. So it was very, uh, it, it was very uh, up, down, back, uh, you know, every direction possible. And I felt like I was just, bouncing off the wall. So I'm like, you know, after six years in corporate, six and a half years or so, I was like, you know, I, I gotta do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. unfortunately one of my, my contracts was breached and, uh, they, they say that, you know, uh, the best changes in our life come out of the, an epiphany or a disaster. So my contract was breached by the company I was working for and, um, I was left high and dry with, uh, no money coming in and, wow. um, I am a solution-driven person.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I don't like to focus on a problem. I like to recognize the problem. Mm-hmm. And so I said, "Well, what can I do?" I've got a SEAL's background. I've got a military background. So I, I, I threw everything at the wall that I could to get myself out of a situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got accepted. I actually, found a job. I got accepted to go back to Afghanistan. Okay. Um, as a security contractor of Garda Aegis. Right. And, okay. Um, okay. So, well, you know, that's great. But my, you know, they're going to send me down to the federal law enforcement training center in Georgia and my school seat is three months out. So what, it, so what am I going to do? Right. I got to pay the bills. So, um, I started selling, I was looking for consulting gigs. That's where my company reciprocity ROI was born. And so, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know i had to realize i had that epiphany i realized look corporate's not working for me so i gotta draw a line in the sand i am at a fork in the roads where i cannot go back to corporate mm-hmm. i cannot continue to live this life this illusionary life um and have this continue to happen to me um and so you know i had the offer with Aegis Startup. And I said, "Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to sell. I'm gonna pick up some consulting gigs between now and then." And I landed my first gig, and I I found out that I really liked entrepreneurship. So at that point in time, I said to myself, "Okay, I spent 10 years in the, on active duty in in the Marine Corps, and I've taken four oaths to the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And I raised my right hand four times, and I said that I will defend the Constitution, even if it means my life." And so at that point, I took an oath to myself and I "I will defend, I will defend my goals. I will defend my purpose. I will defend my dreams, even if it means my life. So it really is a life or death manner for me. And that's what has allowed me to persist. Even through the ups and downs, I, I will not quit. You know, I mean, this is really a life or death thing for me. And that's now... Yeah. You know, I I don't think most people are going to die in entrepreneurship, but it has to be that serious.
0: Yes. 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 I I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, people when you hit those hard times and, and, and feel, why is it solid? Like, why am I doing this? And you won't die of physical debt, but you definitely will walk away from what you said you wanted to do. Um, because you hadn't clearly defined your why. You don't understand your purpose. You had clearly defined your why. So when those rough patches hit, there's nothing that keeps you grounded. You know, there's there's nothing in essence to fight for because you haven't clearly defined it. And I love that the way that you um you took an oath to yourself. That's what that's an all that's awesome, you know. Um when when Ben and said that babe, I'm retiring, he did 24 years at the duty army and we were in Grafenvere and and he said, I'm done, Um, I'm retiring. At that time I was a contractor uh, and I worked for a local national company and I had been doing logistics and finance for several years. And I said, "Uh, okay, let me revamp my resume and let's see where we go to next. Let's see what company gets, picks you up and let's see where we go to next. And he got picked up immediately. Um, and then I just thought to myself, I can't do this anymore. (laughs) You know, I cannot do this. Um, I am beyond tired of trying to justify why I'm the best person for this position when, you know, I know I'm the best person for this position. I'm qualified. Um, I'm tired of USA jobs. I'm tired of all of these things. And so entrepreneurship was the key. And I I didn't think of it in terms of how many times between me being NAF, GS, and all of this that I had to take an oath and say, okay, this is, you know, what I'm going to do as a federal employee. But I had to make a promise to myself that entrepreneurship was what I was going to do and that my company would not fail because I would not fail. I'd been working a lot of years for someone else, someone Mm -hmm. else's growth, (laughs) you know and now i have to do it for myself and and i just the way that you explained that was just beautiful um i, I really love that i really love that do you, you,
1: you um it, you uh, you gotta feel it in your heart and and you know that's i mentioned setbacks during my time in corporate that's not that you know as an entrepreneur you're not gonna have setbacks but what i all i ever wanted was the ability to learn
0: the mm-hmm. ability
1: to learn from my failures and keep going and so when a company leaves me off or, um, you know, when they, you know, something happens that I'm not in control of, mm-hmm. you know, I, I have, I, I can't, I can't, I can't really continue to learn in that environment anymore. Right. So, right. you know, and the thing that entrepreneurship has done for me is, is it's, it's given me an environment, right. That I can continue to learn from. And, and, um, you know, you'll have a setback, but if you learn, that's an inch forward. It may not be a mile, but it's an inch forward, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're still kind of operating in that same environment. And so, you know, I haven't been bouncing all over the place, you know, I've, I've stayed focused and I've kind of continued on that trajectory, right? Upwards and forwards.
0: So with that, your, the, the time that you spend on active duty, um, do you consider that, um, a plus or a minus as it relates to helping you to prepare for the roller coaster that's called entrepreneurship?
1: Uh, I consider it a plus. Um, every day, you know, I, I use what I was taught um, in the Marine Corps. My experiences in combat, uh, you know, my my, my experiences of, of getting basically um, thrashed by, you know, my my sergeants when I was a young private, you know, and and, and getting getting punished very badly for making mistakes, you know, but the thing is, is it helps you to take things um, seriously. It helps you stay disciplined, committed, helps you to understand the bigger picture, you know, and how to kind of take things with a humble attitude um, and ultimately how to kind of, you know, you know uh, the, the Marine Corps definitely embody, you know, those leadership traits to, to always be, um, you know, trying to get better trying to lead better and stuff like that. And, and just, you know, trying to, uh, you know, do something that is bigger than yourself outside of yourself. We're, we're all in this world together, but that's the thing, you know, if, if we're just serving, if we're just serving ourselves, Mm this would be a very awful world to live in. And it can be at times, but it can Mm -hmm. be a very beautiful place too. So, you know, you build the world around you and, and that's what the Marine Corps taught me is that, like even when i was in the invasion of iraq or you know getting bombed and stuff like that it's a frame of mind right you build your you build your 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 environment is your mind no matter what's going on around you
0: yeah so true so true you know that um that, that's a really good segue into um uh, my next question um reciprocity Yeah, uh, your company i was i was looking at that and it's like wow you know uh, reciprocity, ROI, LLC, and, and you stated that um, you created the company because you knew that there was a lack of reciprocity in business and that, you know, that ability um, to just be giving, you know, uh doing things simply for the mutual benefit or betterment of someone else instead of, you know. I guess for the best word is you know being selfish. I'm growing in a selfish manner versus um, me growing because I want to help people grow. Talk. Can you talk to us a little bit about um, how you came to the name of the company and why that's so important to you?
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, there's actually a, um, an empirical study that was done on on the uh, the concept of reciprocity uh, is a foundation of financial economics and prosperity. Uh, it was done by um, an uh who's written a number of you know empir- empirical research articles and whatnot. But it's it's the title of the article. If you Google reciprocity as a foundation of financial mm-hmm. economics, and it talks a lot about how um, you know reciprocity is tied into uh, prosperity, where You know, the system is more bent on monopolies and capitalistic endeavors and ultimately, you know, kind of what's called the canceling effect, uh, holding, you know, hoarding the prosperity. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think you see we, we see a lot of that in business today, particularly you know, with the saying, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer, right? Well, mm-hmm. you know, how do, how do you become rich, right? Um, one of my mentors taught me that one of the reasons why the rich become rich is because they do each other better 10 times over instead of having a tit-for-tat type attitude or type approach to things. Mm-hmm. If you give me $100 is an example, right? Or even if you bring you know, food by my house is a housewarming gift. I need to not only return the favor to you, but I need to return that favor to you at least one time over more, right? I need to do you one better, so to speak. And that's how, you know, the rich get richer. The other way that the rich get richer is because they have access to the resources, right? They have access to first to the, they have access to first things first. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they control the price, canceling effect, And so that is why it is so hard. That's why you have gentrification. That's why you have continuous poverty. Things never seem to get better for certain demographics and classes of people. And so what I found is that, and I've kind of always known this, I didn't know this by reading the article. As a matter of fact, I, the article, um, it, I, I believe it was published after I started reciprocity, but. I, I always knew about, you know, economics, I I knew about selfless leadership and and things like that. I studied economics in college. And I always knew that um, we could get along a lot further, you know, if we focused on building, you know, better business people, building more entrepreneurs, revamping the education system, mentoring people and so forth, but from a humble aspect. Um, I've mentored close to 40 people right now, most of them veterans, um, on various platforms and, and through various, uh, connection portals. Um, and the reason why I do that is because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, when I'm older and I'm too old to do this, I will be standing on the shoulders of giants. Okay. Okay. And so by believing in them, if, if, if I believe them, if I help them when they're knocked down, Maybe they develop some kind of technology that cures a disease that I have 30 mm-hmm. years later,
0: mm-hmm. but if I had never helped
1: them see, you know, so karma has a long lifespan and that's kind of where I saw reciprocity fitting in is that after spending six, six and a half years in corporate, I saw a lot of people who were just out for themselves, mm. you know? And, yeah. and I saw, I saw how that hurt the customers. I mm-hmm. saw how that hurt the employees. I saw how mm-hmm. it hurt the employers. Mm-hmm. And so you have all these transactions in business, you have all these exchanges and nobody's focused on mutuality, it seems like, for the most part. And so that's where you have ROI coming in or not coming in, and not or coming in. Yeah. you call people getting the short end of the stick, um, you know, and things like that. And I think what we've seen in the last year and a half or two years is that we need to be more of a form of reciprocity. You know, there's a lot going on in the world and a lot of things that are changing. And we really need to come together.
0: This is so very true. This is so very true. If we don't have, um, if we don't have a giver's heart at the core of what we do is like, uh, why do you do what you do? The, the end state cannot be, oh, I want to make money. It, it has to be, I want to add value to whatever community, whatever group of people that it is that I feel that I'm connected to. And when we give, then it will be given back to us. And like you said, reciprocity, if I give you a 100, then and I give it to you out of just the, the pureness of my heart to meet a need, when you're in that position now to return that to me, your natural instinct would be, okay, I want to give you back. You gave me a hundred, let me give you 200. Let me give you 150. You know, if you give me one bag of groceries, let me give you two bag of groceries because I want to show you how much what you did meant to me. And and I'm going to pay that forward so that when someone else, I'm in a position to help someone else, I'll do the same thing for them. Um, That's, yeah, I I really, uh, when I was reading the bio and um, and I came across that piece that was like, wow, that that's amazing to me. And even uh, there, where when you mentioned that you would interview, uh, excuse me, mentor over forty individuals, especially those um, within the military community. I, I have to say that that's a particular soft spot of mine as well. You know, um, there are so many uh, great military uh, individuals, active duty veterans, or whatnot that the skills that you learn on active duty until someone takes the time to teach you how to apply those skills outside of your service. Um, there's a lot of just talent, just sitting there dormant, not being used. And so uh, that that's a beautiful thing. So for those of us, um, a lot of my listeners are in the military community. So for those that are listening, um, what would be a good way for them to reach out to you and see what it is that you're doing? um, And, uh, you know, to be able to connect with you um, uh, so that maybe even if you can't assist them, maybe someone else in your network uh, can, you can point them in a good direction. How can they reach out to you?
1: Yeah, uh, quite honestly, just Google my name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I mean, I've I've done so many, you know, interviews now and just yeah, I've been on the PR front, you know, attacking, you know, kind of, you know, my purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to trying to explain my purpose, trying to trying to, you know, uh, share my experiences and whatnot. Um, so I am on the internet, but you you know, you can go to my my personal website is bambusinesses uh, and you'll find you'll find me on there. That's my my CV. B A M stands for businessman, athlete, marine. Um, And you can go there. Um, That's a good way to connect. Now, if you Google my name, there's an individual. He's the older gentleman. He's a famous golfer. His name is Paul Claxton, too. I'm kind of hidden in his shadow on the Internet. But
0: (laughs) but you will find Paul (laughs) Claxton. Awesome! 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 Google is a beautiful thing. So, guys, if you um, just Google Paul Claxon and also make sure that you check the show notes. Um, I will include in the show notes um, his LinkedIn profile as well as his website, um, so that you can learn more about him and uh, and what he does, and and see how uh, possible. If you want to connect with him, that you can connect with him. Now. Oh, some of the things that you're interested in, Paul, the sustainable development goals, future economies, and supporting underserved communities and decreasing dependence on non-renewable resources, as well as wellness initiatives for veterans. Um, I'm gonna start at the bottom and work my way up. Uh, Cause like I said, you know, that, that military community is precious to me. The, those wellness initiatives for veterans. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about your passion in that area?
1: So I, I think, um, <clears throat> I think veterans are, are natural born entrepreneurs, whether, you know, they believe it or not. Um, you know, I, I think actually they're, they're, I'll share a fact with you, um, over, okay. So there's 500 fortune 500 CEOs, right? 163 of them are Marines. Now that's now over half of them are veterans. I know 163 of them are Marines cause I'm biased. But so that's why <laughs> but, but I, I understand think they're, they're, I think they're natural, natural, born entrepreneurs, you know. And I think that's clear by the fact that you know half of the, the Fortune five hundred CEOs are are veterans. Now you take how many what's the percentage of, of people that are served in the military. I think it's like
0: one like
1: percent Americans
0: or something. Yeah, yep. five percent. My, my husband says it all the time because he's real. He's <laughs> he's real possessive about it. He says my army, you know, unit only a you know small percentage of the of of America, that, you know, has what it takes to serve in my army. So he usually says something like three or five percent that have mm-hmm. served um, on active duty or reserve or National Guard in some capacity.
1: Yep, yep. yep. So. So that's um, you know that's kind of like a case in point, right? So um, regardless, regardless of, of the statistic, there could be one Fortune 500 CEO with military in his back in his or her background. Uh, that still doesn't take away from the fact that veterans are born entrepreneurs and leaders. And mm-hmm. so you know I think you think of yourself like that, you know, and act like that, and then you know, you'll 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 do things like that. You'll you'll we're, we're naturally, we've had to face risks. So, um, you know, I think in terms of veteran wellness initiatives, it you know, I think, you know, during, I did four tours in Iraq and um, starting with the invasion of all three. Um, and, you know, I'll say that I think, personally speaking, that the PTSD thing, you mm-hmm. know, that kicks in during the transition because it's because you don't have people like you, because you mm-hmm. don't have this much broader because you don't have structure because Mm -hmm. you know you're getting knifed in the back and and it makes Mm -hmm. it it's it's quite a transition i mean it's like it's like going from from alaska to florida it's it's like a completely different you know environment and it's Mm -hmm. just like how do you adapt to that right and Mm -hmm. and um it can be quite a shock to the system when you know you're you're a newly transitioned veteran and you have people withholding information from you because they feel threatened, you know, Mm -hmm. they don't want to give you a job because they feel threatened. They don't (laughs) want to give you a job because you don't have XYZ uh, buzzwords in your resume, this and that, Mm -hmm. you know, but at the end of the day, everybody's got to start somewhere and Mm -hmm. all those, all those, all those uh, certifications and whatnot that someone came up with, whether it's Lean Six Sigma or change management or PMP certification or whatever, you know, somebody created those. Somebody yep. created those and they said, let's make this a certification, then let's charge people for it to mm-hmm. so make money. And, and so certifications, because that's how these organizations make money. And they say, <laughs> you gotta have it, right? Yep. Well, veterans are are born, I mean, you know, we're project managers, we run missions, we run more critical missions than most project managers do in the yes. private sector. So, and yes. that's not, I'm not denouncing civ- you know civilians or the private sector or anything. I'm just promoting veterans mm-hmm. because this is a veteran podcast mm-hmm. and, and I want, I want people to, you know, understand how capable veterans actually are, you know, mm-hmm. and veterans really got to believe that. And so in terms of veteran wellness, you know, what you got is recreate the standard is a veteran, right. you know, you can say, look, enough's enough. My standards up here, either you get up here or you go out. You know, and that's Mm -hmm. the way the military is, is like, either you get up here or you get out. And so you Mm -hmm. recreate the standard for starting with yourself and you say, this is my structure. You know, no longer am I going to float off in outer space, you know, with no structure. I'm going to build a planet for myself. Let's just say earth. I'm going to come back down to gravity. I'm going to build an environment and have some structure versus going from job to job or in, in the, in the, in the private sector, just floating off in the outer space somewhere,
0: you know, and that's kind of how I look at it. Wow. That, that's, I mean, that, that, that topic can be a completely different podcast all in itself because I, I 100% agree with you. Um, I never served on active duty. I've never been in the military. Um, I have been with my husband every step of his uh, military career and worked alongside them as a civilian. And I 100% agree with you. Whether you have spent one year, 50 years, 30 years, 10 years, it doesn't matter if you have served um, on active duty in any capacity and especially those of you that have been downrange and you made it back, um, being an entrepreneur is in you then that initial Um, In that initial invasion of Baghdad, I I remember so many conversations with my husband that the things that you guys had to think of to do to lay the groundwork for that to work, everything from building your own roads and as you go, you know he was there for that initial um invasion as well moving in behind you guys as the marine was moving forward the army was coming up behind them and just some of the things and as a civilian we don't think about that it's like you had to what, build your road it was like I, I had to travel with my my office was on my truck babe and me and my driver we had to make it behind the marines and we were support unit so we had to figure this out we weren't infantry we were support we had to yep. support and make sure that stuff was in place and just you know, thinking about that, that's so project manager. You know, so one, it, one 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 of the
1: other things that I'll say. There's a couple of things here. You know, when I left the Marine Corps in 2010, I I was I was I'm 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 still with you. Consider tough, but I was a little crazy back then. I you know I was I was fresh out on the Marine Corps, and you know I I had this real hard edge to me. Like I I didn't have a lot of emotional intelligence. <laughs> you <know? And> so, <laughs> So I, I had to build that. I had to build that. I had to learn how to how to be forgiving. How to I had to learn how to be more empathetic and mm-hmm. and how to how to put myself in other people's shoes when they haven't been in my shoes, you know. Mm-hmm. And um and so, you know, as as a leader in in, in business and corporate business and entrepreneurship, um you know, I'm not saying, like, go all military on, on people. That's not like Like, what I am saying is that to lead, you know, when, with an empathetic ear and an empathetic mm-hmm. heart and to not waver, like, to, mm-hmm. to be empathetic but not be sympathetic. Don't mm-hmm. let people victimize themselves, you know. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's where it comes in from is, like, like you know, this is what we got to do, people. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and you can tell people different ways to accomplish things. You you can you can you know work try to illustrate it in different ways, or maybe bring other leaders. because people hear things differently from different people, so mm-hmm. you know those are all the kind of different um, ways to to approach it. You know, mm-hmm. um, the other thing you know, I'll say is you you have to you have to kind of be um, it, thinking with a like a, a curious mindset, right? Like a uh, non-complacent mindset or always learning, right? Always seeking knowledge and information, always seeking new experiences, learning about different cultures and so forth. I'm in Ireland at the moment. I lived mm-hmm. in Mexico for three months in 2019, three or four months, um, but why do I do those things? Well, because entrepreneurship has afforded me that opportunity, but mm-hmm. I also do those things because I want to learn about yes. new cultures. I want to learn about different people and, and the way that people think. Uh I don't want to be bound by only the American culture because cultures and languages are meant to control people, right? And so if I can break out of that, so that's, that's one key thing. Now, outside of being like a a kaleidoscopic kind of thinker, so to speak, um, you need to have systems. Business Mm -hmm. is built on a a system, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to have systems within your own personal life. That's what we talked about, the structure and the environment. So you got to build systems that work. And you got to have the team in there to help build those systems and function within those systems. Um, and team building <clears throat> is one of the hardest parts of it in entrepreneurship or in business in general, is getting people, getting the best out of, out of people. And I still have problems with it to this day. Um, I, I'm still growing as a leader. I, I I don't know always how to get the best out of people. I don't know uh, sometimes, but, but I try to figure it out and um, at the end of the day, Sometimes you won't get the best out of people because they just they just don't want to. You know, they rather be a follower, yeah. Um, yeah. and that's okay if they want to be a follower and they don't want to be a leader. But they're not mm-hmm. your people, so mm-hmm. that's kind of uh, what I I would say there.
0: Wow, and that's great. You know, team, systems in place, team building uh having having that structure uh in your personal life and in your business is absolutely uh key. Um I, I will say that with all of the experiences that you guys have as veterans, it, it makes you very um definitive in your decision making, unapologetically, not in a mean root sort of way, but once you've sourced it out, this is what it needs to take. Um, and the decision is, is made. It, it also makes you guys good at really identifying people's strengths and weaknesses in order to delegate who needs to do what and when. And I, I can also see how um, <laughs> learning um, how to be a civilian is a difficult part of that transition. When Especially if, uh, if you left as, a, as an NCO or, or senior leader as an officer, that's not always required. Because what you say it just happens, doesn't matter what people feel. But um, the like you said, the systems, having the systems and being able to uh, have that emotional intelligence as it comes to being able to deal with people and know who is fit for your power team. I like to call it a power team. Um, and having the right people on that power team to help you be able to drive uh, your business forward. Those people have to be, have 100% bought into your vision. They, they have to buy into your vision and that they have to own it and want to be a part of that team to see that vision uh, come to pass. So that that is absolutely excellent. I know that um, I'm looking at our time here and I see that I am past our time. and I do apologize for that because I like to try to be respectful of, of people's time. But a good conversation is a great conversation. So um, I do want to thank you for your time and for the nuggets that you've left and for your parts of your journey and your story that you've shared. Uh, I do appreciate that. And before we do uh, get ready to close out, I would love for you if you have, you know, one last nugget um, or a tool for our audience, uh, if you would like to share that.
1: One last nugget or a (laughs) tool. Okay, yeah. All right, I will will give you one last nugget or a tool. Um, okay, remain humble. Always remain humble, no matter what, because what does Mike Tyson say? He says everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face, right? And so there's always someone bigger, better than you. So always remain humble, and always kind of pursue uh, mentorship, right, on both ends. Be mm-hmm. Mentor people, but also mentor, get mentored, right? So, uh, and what do I? Why do I say that? Because. You need you not, you need advice, right? You you need advice, but not all advice is good advice. Some advice is like um you know trash, right? And you wanna get it out of your house. But some advice is really good and it's like that that family photo uh wedding album, you know, that you wanna keep that. That's good, right? So you know you want you wanna get advice and then make it into your own. The other thing is is that you want to uh to mentor. Um I believe that We've learned more from our mentees than we do our mentors because our mentees, it's almost like a kid, right? Like a, a kid is free. They don't do anything. They, they don't care what anyone thinks. You know, they're, they're very, uh, 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 you know, risk prone, right? And so, and that's how they grow so well. And but when they get older, they're very risk averse. And so mentees are very much like the same way. And we can learn a lot from them if we remain humble. So remain yeah. humble. And also don't take everybody's advice, decide what to keep and what to throw away because some advice is horrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very well said, very well said. Uh, my grandmother would say you have to learn how to chew the meat and spit out the bones. Yep. And as a kid, I was like, what does that mean? But now, you know, sitting in this space in my adulthood, it's like, ah, great wisdom, <laughs> great wisdom. Well, awesome. Again, thank you so much, Paul, for joining us. It has truly been my pleasure uh, to have you on. Uh, I I appreciate it. Thank you again. And for those of you that have uh, tuned in to the Laquita's Toolbox podcast, again, thank you guys so much for your continued love and support of this podcast. If this is your very first time listening to Laquita's Toolbox and you like what you heard, please take the time to hit that subscribe or follow button, all depending on what platform you're listening to us on. But most importantly, I want to hear from you. So please send me an email. Let me know how I'm doing. Let me know if I'm really providing the service that I endeavor to provide. And if there's some things that you want to hear about, let me know the topics. If there's some things that you think I can use to improve, I want to know that as well. But if you like this podcast and you're able to rate it, please go ahead and give me a rating and leave a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Well, until next time, this is Laquita Monla, and you guys have a very blessed day. This has been another amazing episode of Laquita's Toolbox. i like to thank you guys so much for the show today. I'd love to hear from you. We really want to get your feedback. I want to know if there's things on here that you love. And I do want to know if there's things on here that you don't love. So make sure to look in the show notes and find our calendar link as well as our email address because we want to hear from you. Go out to your favorite podcast listing platform and leave us a review. If you liked it, I want to hear from you. If you didn't like it, I really like your honest feedback on what we can do to make the show better. Again, if you liked it or if you didn't like it, we do want to hear from you. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast listing platform. I'd also like to take this time once again to thank the sponsors of today's episode. And that's Covenant Press. Covenant Press is a faith-based Christian apparel and accessory store that is fearfully and wonderfully made. If you want to hear the message of Christ and Christianity, then go to their website at www.covenant-press.com. For the next 24 hours, you will get half off the purchase of $40 or more using discount code FAVORED at the checkout. Sign up and become a member to receive points for future purchases. Again, that's covenantpress.com, www.covenant-press.com. To get half off your purchase of $40 or more, make sure you put FAVORED in that discount code at the checkout. Tell your friends and your family all about covenantpress.com, so that we can all participate in sharing the message. Thank you guys so much again. This is Laquita Monley, and I pray that you have a blessed day.